Many of you may have heard, or many of you may have not heard, that there has been a lot of ink spilled about how today's story about the coming of the Spirit upon the first apostles and their followers in Jerusalem is sort of an undoing or an unraveling, if you will, of the Genesis story of the Tower of Babel. If you remember that story in Genesis, a story that was probably told for generations, if not thousands of years, around campfires to explain things to young peoples that were growing up in the Mideast. It's a story where people get together at Babel and they build a huge tower and it is such an enormous achievement that the heavenly courts are shaken and the heavenly beings and God declare that they have to do something about this before humankind gets a little bit too far beyond itself in terms of power and arrogance. And so that is when multiple languages are bestowed upon the people and that ends the project and they are dispersed throughout the lands. The people gathered in Jerusalem in today's story from the book of Acts were from the diaspora. They were also scattered, but they had come back to Jerusalem for the festival of Pentecost, which had been laid down by Moses in their ancient tradition. And here they are gathered, and rather than scattering them again, they are brought together in this wonderful comprehension of the gospel that is being proclaimed in their native languages. It's a striking contrast to the Tower of Babel. And it tells us that the resurrected Christ and then the Spirit who comes after Christ is ascended, the Spirit that comes is here to draw all of us back together again. To gather us back into a unity that was laid down before time. And that we together as that new community, gathered by the Spirit, gathered with God, are indeed something greater than we can imagine. When I was growing up, one of my favorite Saturday morning shows was on PBS. And my mother was a scientist, and I was always drawn to sciences, so I was always interested in learning more about them. So that favorite show was called Newton's Apple. Some of you may remember that. And some of you may also remember Ira Flato, right? Um, Ira Flato was the host on that show, at least when I was growing up, and he was wonderful at bringing in scientists and people who wrote about science and asking them questions and doing experiments there in front of everybody before a live studio audience and having a great time. Well, Ira Flato is one of those timeless characters who just keeps going and going and going and doing what he does so well. So these days, he's hosting a show on NPR called Science Friday where he does the same thing, he's interviewing people from all the many disciplines of science. And I always listen to it by podcast on Saturdays when I have the time. And just a week ago, he was interviewing Jennifer Ouellette, who is a science author out of New York. And she has just published a book entitled Me, Myself, and Why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me, Myself, and Why where she looks at the science of self, 
of sort of the personal I. Now, Jennifer Ouellette is somebody who specializes really in writing about physics and math. In fact, just recently she also completed a book on calculus. So, you know, she has very much in her worldview the reductionist understanding of there must be a cause and effect. Or if you boil it down, it's really all stemming from the idea that one plus one equals two. This is how the world works. It's based on math and things that you can reduce down to their component parts. So when she went on a search for what is the root of I or self, she found herself incredibly frustrated. Because no matter how much she did and how hard she looked, she couldn't find that irreducible piece of us that is the I. There's not a single place in the brain where it resides. She had a brain scan as part of her experimentation. She took all the personality tests to see if she could find something there. Didn't come up with that sort of irreducible self. And she even took some LSD to see what that was like. You know? Under controlled circumstances, of course. Don't do this at home, right? There was some chuckling about that even with Ira Flaco. But her conclusion was very interesting. She concluded, first of all, that you cannot find that sort of single place where the I, the self, resides. And a little bit more profoundly, she leaned into William James. And William James said, you know, you are your relationships what you conceive of yourself, your memories, your life experiences, your work, your bank accounts, everything that you have and are and relate to is part of yourself. But then she went one step further. And for a physicist and a mathematician from New York who probably is not a person who goes to church, this for me was quite profound. She said, my ultimate conclusion is that we are more than the sum of our parts. Here was somebody who writes about physics and math who reached the conclusion that one plus one does not equal two when it comes to the self. And this speaks right out of what Paul is getting at in his writing today, in this beautiful passage written to the Corinthians millennia ago. You are more than the sum of your parts. Christian community is more than the sum of its individuals, he is saying. The Spirit is here among us at work to remind us that we are greater than we can possibly imagine. And most importantly, we are greater than we can possibly imagine when we are gathered together like we are now. This is part of what Bella is joining in baptism today. This sense in which her wholeness will be greater than the sum of her parts and her wholeness will be joined to our wholeness, which is greater than the sum of all of us put together. Because in this beautiful image of the new community, we are greater than we could possibly be because God has come among us in the spirit to work new things with us and through us.
and that our new identity comes out of that being with God in Christ. Our identity comes out of being baptized into the community of the Spirit. Community that is given for the needs of a world that struggles with its own identity and its own purpose. Community offered so that love may be shared abundantly for all. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.